There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko tables. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from Osaka, Berlin, Paris, and New York, home to the four continentals because we are here to go ahead and not be excommunicado by the high table. That's right. Those are references to the John Wick franchise because we're here to talk about John Wick Chapter 4. That's right, folks. It's been damn near 10 years since we've been first introduced to Keanu Reeves as the titular character. And now we're here for the fourth entry in the film franchise ever growing film franchise and we'll get into that more with me as always is dr jace attorney dr jace attorney are you here for john wick four and there's only one correct answer yeah nice <laughs> nice very good say no more we are not alone in this journey we have some supernovas who are here i think for john wick chapter four let's see who's in the house tonight rose the crafter hi i'm dr rika from the yonko table and you're not watching disney channel all right let's get down to it can we all collectively answer this question? Are we here for John Wick Chapter 4? And there's only one correct answer on my count. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. All right. Yeah, we're here. Um, uh, yeah, it's been nine years specifically since we've first been introduced to uh, John Wick uh, and Keanu Reeves. Uh uh, what is everybody's um, kind of history with John Wick? For me, I might be the newest to the table, ha, table, the high table, um, oh, namely wow. because I've been put on uh, to John Wick by Rose the Crafter here and uh, Maria Casas. And I do also recall Dr. Rico mentioning how she loves a lot of the action scenes here. Uh, what about y'all? Where, where, when did y'all get on board with John Wick? um what well like the series in general or just uh sure. yeah the series yeah oh okay yeah i mean i've been watching them since the first movie like when that was the only one that was out um it had keanu reeves i like keanu reeves a lot um i had a personal stake in the story of john wick i think i've told you this uh, multiple oh times. oh would you like to enlighten uh, everybody else i've uh well you know uh, I've always had this uh, back burner story in the back of my mind where I always thought, oh, man, you know, it would be really cool if I could make put, put together a movie at some point about a guy that goes ballistic after his dog gets killed um, and he goes on a killing spree trying to take revenge 
for the actions inflicted upon his dog. I didn't have anything planned about uh, some background underground um, assassination syndicate, but you know, I, I heard about John Wick, and I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds a little bit similar to my my dream story. Oh no, it is. And then, bam, uh, I, I watched it. It, it. it was bittersweet. I watched it. I'm like, wow, this is my, <laughs> this is partially my story on the big screen, and it's doing so well. <laughs> Yay, John Wick. So you wanted to make sure you wanted to make sure that John Wick did not live up to the expectations of your dream story. No, I I went to it thinking like, oh, it must be very similar to it. And the first portion, it it kind of was. And I thought, wow, like, don't we all have a story like that? I I think you have one about uh, I I wrote I wrote Abbott Elementary years ago. I really (laughs) did. I I had the concept. it is what it is. That's a story for another day. It is uh, what it is. It's bittersweet. Every time I see myself clapping at the end of a John Wick movie, there's a like a little tear down my that down my face. Absolutely. Uh, what about the rest of y'all, John Wick? Yeah, I pretty similarly not the backstory, but <laughs> I heard about. I also one. wrote John Wick. <laughs> I heard about the first one, which I watched, was very kind of invested, really loved Keanu Reeves, loved action movies. And then I've seen, I didn't see the first one in theaters, every every other one I had in theaters uh, once I picked up the first one. So I've been here relatively since the start uh, and always happy to see what the next installment is. I've really, really enjoyed the, the whole franchise, frankly. Yeah, I saw the first, I saw it back in 2014, maybe 2015-ish, on, uh, and I hope I don't get in trouble, Digital Bootleg. That is where I saw the first John Wick, Digital Bootleg. It'd be like that. It is what it is. It was, I was like, this is a really dark, like, lighting-wise movie. (laughs) So I remember watching it on screen and being like, man, it's so dark, I I can barely see anything. (laughs) But um, I loved it. I loved it from then, and, uh, and the choreography, and then that just... It opened the floodgates. After that, I started to actually go uh, go see them uh, for two, three, and four. And so now we're now we're here. We are here, and uh, dare I say, yeah, I guess I feel John Wick has uh, raised the bar for what an action movie needs to be or what it should be. You um, say that. Go ahead. I have looked up all of since John Wick. There have been numerous like copy attempts at copycats. Ooh as far as like the style like the neon lights kind of the lighting some of the more well attempts at intricate choreography there's been like a ton netflix has a lot of them can you give an example uh yeah which one is giving gunpowder milkshake uh there's like one called kate Uh, even nobody has like some john with bob odenkirk right Mm -hmm. yes okay so there has been like this increase of like relatively like one-ish character focus like action movies that have like this similar vibe um and i will go ahead and say none have really lived up to the quality i think that we get in the john wick franchise i will say nobody was good Uh, the bus scene was really cool in that movie but as far as like the the quality of set pieces of fight choreography of camera work of just like star power keanu reeves and, and the rest of the cast that continues to follow him of the, the course of four films uh we're not touching it <laughs> yeah I, I 
show not tell john wick does a very good job at showing what needs to be done for an action film yeah i just i don't know just right off rip i feel every film ups the ante and every film very much fits in the narrative but then again it takes it so much further with the action and it just keeps going and i i am i am hooked now i i've watched them within the last couple of weeks I'm hooked and I'm not going anywhere. But this is the fourth entry in the film. This is a relatively cursed point for a lot of film franchises. I which which come hard. to mind? Which come uh, to mind? Well, bad ones. I can't think <laughs> Name of good one. ones. Do you have a good one? I um. You don't uh, think Toy Story is a good one? No. Okay, Toy, Toy Story. <laughs> it's good. It's okay. It's, no, good. You know, it's good. Stranger Tides. I think no. Mission Impossible Four, which is Ghost Protocol, is pretty okay. solid. Okay, I would say one. you know five and six are Chef's Kiss. I love but... Fallout though. I love Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, but four good. is a pretty solid kind of follow up, and I think starts kind of the reinvigoration. I have a lot of love for three, but Ghost Protocol was a pretty strong fourth sequel. I would say. Okay. Shrek okay. Forever After. <laughs> <laughs> Track three's better. Oh, wow. Ew. Oh, God. We will come back when we do our Shrek uh, ranking. Our Shrek tier list. Our Shrek franchise, yes. Uh, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, no. Age of Extinction, Transformers. Oh, no. Mark Wahlberg was the f- downfall of that franchise. Um, see, it's hard. It's tough. It's tough. What does John Wick for? What did it need to do for you to go ahead and give it the, you know, the stamp of approval? I guess just do enough different from the previous three, you know, because I, I think that's one of the things that in your fourth entry, there's a worry of series fatigue where it's like the first three films were fantastic. Amazing fight scenes, ama- amazing choreography. But it kind of goes back to what you said, you know, how do they up the ante again? Do they just make the film longer so you have more fight scenes? Do you think of more extravagant ways for characters to fight each other so where it's not as similar as previous entries? To me, that was the most difficult thing going into the fourth film. Um, Because, yeah, again, it's series fatigue. Do I want to see more of this? And it didn't help that before going in, we saw the runtime for this movie and it was the longest out of all of them and i'm like okay is that just like just non-stop action for almost three hours straight or are they doing some like expansion to the lore and mythos because i think that's another thing that helps john wick stand out from other series is uh it, it has the action but it has a very intricate lore and mythos to it to where every t- every time a film comes out you're you're learning something new where, to where it doesn't feel familiar like the last time um and just like with the fourth one <laughs> we learn about you know the whole thing with marquise and this this other uh faction in the in the continental i mean it was it was nice to see that but that was the scary part going into john wick four am i going to be exhausted by this point i mean i think you bring a good a good point up of not only fatigue but how can we make things feel different and what does stand out is the fact that they have this lore that they've been pretty tight-lipped about like you only get a little bit each time. They're not going to lay it all out for you. 
which I think does make it more intriguing because as much as um, I love like the Mission Impossible series, there's a formula. The stunts continue to be upped and upped and upped. But there is a formula to somebody stole plutonium, utonium, some kind of um, and you got to get it back because they're going to make some kind of big weapon and take out the planet. You know, that that tends to be the, the case is like the world is ending. And what's so fascinating about John Wick is it's really focused on one individual within a really tight-knit society uh, that has all these inner workings that we're still learning about four films in. Um, so I think that is what keeps it relatively fresh is that we expect the big set pieces, which I, there's like six of them in this mm. film that I'm sure we'll get to, to talking about. But it is the intricacies of like, um, learning about this world but not doing too much where you feel a little overwhelmed by it i i like that you bring up the mission impossible comparison because with mission impossible the movie's kind of for the most part reset with each entry right like um i i forget uh tom cruise's character but tom cruise in every mission impossible movie he he saves the world and by the end of it, it it's kind of like happily ever after and then the next movie, you know, sets the stage again for this new weapon or this new um, organization that's trying to take over the world. With John Wick, I really like how they kind of go by the chapter logic where it's kind of like a book. And mm. every event that happens in John Wick, wherever you end up at the end of any movie, the, the next film starts as a result of the events that happened from the previous movie. And I... I really like that because it's like you, it's like you're reading a book. It's one continuous journey with no stops and no breaks. And I think that's one of the appealing factors for the film and why maybe we maybe we are open to a John Wick five or six or seven, however long they decide to go. We'll see. But I, I think that's one of the appealing factors of it. The chapter formula. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think playing to his strengths is what keeps it keeps it going and trying to expand similar to everything y'all already echoed but you you know action is going to come you know long action sequences are going to come which can be tough but they do a good job of uh keeping it fresh they do a great job of I, I like the book comparison because you're very much still in this you know story uh, of John Wick in this society and dealing with that instead of John Wick dealing with the society and now John Wick's somewhere else outside of the society trying to solve something right. else going. So it, it, even though it's very much, you know, movie magic, it's still grounded in his world. Um, and they know that. And they know that John Wick is a man of few words, too. Uh, hosts his, his wife. And so they keep him with few words. Only little by little does he speak. And everybody speaks around him, which is really funny to me. Everybody talks to him. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> friends <laughs> um so i think they play that and it's a campiness to it that i think you appreciate as you go through the journey of watching the movies that you don't appreciate if you didn't start from the beginning i will say that but you can still appreciate the action stuff that comes from it is indeed a journey uh mind you i really think uh having watched these uh really all back to back i think the story of john wick takes place within less than two weeks of uh, span of time. I kid you not, uh, which is wild um, because it's been nine years 
since the first entry of the movie. Maybe a little over two weeks because he does it a lot of traveling. He does he a lot of traveling. Of a, it, it's less than a year, I'll tell you that much. This man um, is in the desert walking. That is not even- in a black I, I, suit. I promise you, I promise you, the third movie, I swear, starts with, they killed his dog a week ago. I promise you. Uh, which is crazy. That is, It's crazy to say that, but I will look up a timeline later. But uh, successfully, John Wick has broken the fourth curse so far, uh, talking uh, financially-wise, to uh, well, 73 mil domestically, 137 mil worldwide. It's on its way up. It's not even that deep of a budget. Uh, 100 mil, it's going to keep growing, I'm sure. Um, all right, we've been talking around it. Let's get into John Wick Chapter 4. Uh Things to know before this movie begins. Uh, remember, this all started with a dog. Uh, you know, technically. Uh, John Wick 2, uh, you know, John is excommunicado. Uh, so he is, you know, up for grabs by assassins who are under the high table. Uh, and then the third one ends with kind of the conviction of it's going to be John versus the table. Uh, John has had enough uh, being pulled uh, by the invisible puppet strings. And he wants to be able to remember his wife in peace. So he's got to go up against the high table. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne's The Bowery King is very much an enabler. Uh, do you want to do something about it, John? Yeah. Yeah. So here we are, John Wick Four, and uh, I think right off rip we kind of get this uh, this the the theme of secular nature within the universe of John Wick. John is uh, prepping; he's going after the elder, the elder who sits above the high table. Something we're introduced to number three. Uh, we see it again here. However, it is a different elder uh, because the last one apparently had died. John kills this one, and this sets in a lot of sets in motion uh, the events here. But uh, very much the elder was like, "If you kill me, they're just gonna appoint another one," you know. And it continues, and this is something you know John doesn't very much care about. Uh, and he kills him, and from here on out, we have a trickle effect. Uh, enter the Marquis de Garmont and the Harbinger. Uh, your boy, um, Pennywise, the dancing clown. You can flow uh, too, <laughs> John. I was waiting for him to do some eye trick where he looks like to the left. You know, he could do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, one eye to the... One eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he did that in his audition too uh, for Pennywise. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. There it is. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Uh, he is not French. However, he is now appointed by the high table. Um, he has all the resources of the high table to dispose of John Wick because John Wick cannot be left running around anymore. Uh, cannot be often the elder who sits above the high table. No. And if you are connected to John Wick in any way, you're probably on the chopping block as well. Uh, have we had like a... I mean, we. this is like... Um, is this a villain? Is this a villain? 
Uh, I don't know what you call yeah, him. Yeah, I would say. So. I really enjoyed him though. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. I think he was really fun. Uh, but I, I feel like we never had like an antagonist in this series who was kind of challenging John one on one. A lot of people were trying to scramble to get around, having to face the Baba Yaga. This guy says, "I'm gonna give it to him, and I'm gonna, we're gonna bring him down, no matter the cost." Uh, did you like Bill Skarsgård three? I mean, he's still a punk at the end of the day as well. Uh, he was fun though. What y'all think of him? I definitely what? liked him. Super intimidating. Uh, he stole he stole the scene every time he appeared on screen. Yeah, I like that he's leaning into the fact that like he can look very menacing, and so is playing a lot of villains. I think something that's interesting is last time I saw him was in Barbarian. I don't want to spoil anything or give anything away, but they definitely play up on the fact that he, you know, he's played Pennywise before, that he has like played these villains in that particular role in that movie. I believe it's on HBO. Y'all can go watch it. But uh, I think there he, I like that he's having fun with this though, that there was like charisma and, and it wasn't just about him being a straight up antagonist, but like there was like a funny element and you, he was a coward. And so, yeah, I had a, a lot of fun with this role. Yeah. Charismatic is a great word. Charismatic, um, big quote unquote, big bad. Cause I don't think there's much, <laughs> no much depth to him as a character, but it doesn't have to be. I, I, he did a phenomenal job leaning into, uh, his performance. Um, and, and, his role in the movie. So I, I, I was entertained. You know, thor- thoroughly entertained. Um, and as y'all said, charismatic, threatening. Um, yeah, no, he was funny. He, he, he reminded me of a spoiled rich boy. Uh, if, if Richie Rich was out here trying to commit assassinations, I don't know. Um, but he was fun. He was fun. Um, speaking of being a coward, you know, he's not going to just get his hands dirty he's and again he's gonna bring in the best and he's gonna do it uh manipulatively uh he's gonna do it at any cost enter kane who is uh, an antagonist i wouldn't call him a villain but uh the marquee is tasked with killing john wick who better to bring in to kill john wick than a friend of john wick and of course it's donnie yen uh love it love it why why you love donnie yen being here is I this- think I loved everything Donnie Yen's been in. Uh, I mean, I I know him originally from Ip Man, all, sure. the first three Ip Man, and they were they were really good films. Um, I think he was in he he was in Rogue One, right? He was the blind. He, he was guy. in Rogue, another blind character. Yep. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, usually whenever he's in a film, I just I know he's gonna kick someone's ass <laughs> typically. So I, I I usually look forward to that. Um, so I like Donnie Yen. I like him. I think Donnie Yen's name has this power to where John Wick is now an established action film franchise that it's like when you add a character, when you add an actor like Donnie Yen, right away, you know, the ante has been moved up. Uh, very interesting though, Donnie Yen being here and being blind, uh, and for more or less, John Wick is very, uh, creative when it comes to the action sequences. I was excited to see what they were going to do with it. We'll get into it later, but Donnie Yen's presence—you can feel it. Uh, it was—it was a big aura, uh, and it was exciting to hear because, 
I mean, Johnny Donnie Yen is like he's legit. Like he's like uh, won many competitions overseas, many kung fu films, uh, all those styles in Hong Kong and whatnot. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna uh, take some names for sure. Uh, definitely cool to have him here. It made uh, sense. It made sense. I, yeah. I heard Donnie Yen and I said, makes sense. I want to see it. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. I feel yeah, Jackie Chan's name doesn't carry much weight anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would yeah. even take it seriously. <laughs> like, if it was, like, like I see Jackie Chan's name in there. I'm like, okay. I mean, he can fight. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, Donnie Yen's roles, I feel like, carry more weight when it comes to, like, action choreography. It, Kind of like how what Jet Li's name did back then. Uh, sure. like whenever you saw Jet Li attached to a project, you knew it was going to be like a relatively serious, um, like action heavy role. Jackie Chan had a lot of comedy behind it, so maybe Very that's much. why I, I wouldn't feel the same way with Jackie Chan uh, if he were if he were to be brought in. And I only bring up Jackie Chan because they uh, come from you know China and they both got their start up in those kung fu films you know right yeah give us uh, michelle yo Ooh, Ooh, are we ready for that i think are so. we? we're ready I'd sure support it. i support <laughs> it yeah i'm fine with it I, I like actors who actually do their own stunts and who actually know what they're doing so mm. i bet uh, that is also an appeal of donnie yen uh so very right. cool he's here uh one last thing with this dude, as far as the beginning goes, uh, he makes his point very clear that if you are connected to John Wick, you could potentially be on the chopping block. Uh, oh, man, talk about timing. So he, oh. uh, Winston does everything he can to get back his power at, by the end of the third film. Continental New York is going to be desecrated again. Enough is enough. I don't care how much you've been finagling. You are the reason why John Wick's still alive. You lose your power, but we'll take your boy, Sharon. Uh, dang. Damn. Yeah. That hit. Yeah, it did. Rest in peace. For uh, sure. Yeah, RIP. It, it almost felt like a tribute at that point. At least, given the timing, I felt it felt good. They actually care about this character, you know? I I think it was, like, kind of really also to set the stakes for, you know, what these characters are going to be fighting for. Because, like, Marquise could have just said, um, you know, some generic villain nonsense. Like, oh, you have X amount of time to uh, take care of this John Wick problem, or I will take care of it for you. Rather than saying all that, he... He kills uh, Sharon like right, right there, right on the spot. He's like, I I'm making it very apparent what is going to happen if if this nonsense with with Mister Wick keeps going on. Uh, but yeah, just the timing of that, and you know, I, it's only been like what a week since uh, a week, yeah. Lance Reddick's passing. So yeah, man. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Either way. No, definitely, definitely. If it, I'm, I'm glad that how this happened. One, I think it was done very well, because uh, again, I do feel they recognize Sharon as a character. He's been here since John Wick One. Uh, been taking care of the dog, been running things at the as concierge, 
and Winston puts it best later. You know, of all above all things, he was a friend. Uh, friendship is a big theme in this film. Uh, we see a lot of kind of, you know, the idea of friendships and how it could be tainted, how it can shift. Um, which is how we enter our next location. We go to Osaka. Uh, again, they're cleaning up house. If you knew John Wick, you're on the chopping block. Enter Shimatsu Koji, played by Hiroyuki Sonata. Another great actor who didn't really get a lot of uh, kind of hype going into this movie. If you know him, he's phenomenal. Uh think he did his thing here but this is our first big action set piece uh we got the osaka continental rules still apply uh he's a former friend of john wick uh daughter akira uh played by rinko uh i'm sorry rena's uh sawayama not too big of a fan of john wick and then the marquis goons and kane show up and I, uh, we, we could talk about this right after this line. He says, I think he says, we have guests. Go show them our hospitality. Boom, samurai sword, samurai sword, bow and arrow, ninja stars. <laughs> Here we are. What, what, what is our thoughts about the Osaka action set piece? Oh, I'm sorry. One more character we were introduced. Uh, Rosa Crafter's background. Mr. Nobody. Ooh, Mr. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It was at the Osaka continent. And what about the dog? You and the dog. Character. Does he have a right. name for the dog? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but he is the he's the dog's emotional support. Right, right. Because he's so cute. <laughs> sure. I will say technically the first set piece was like this Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, horse. yes. We chasing, yeah. We, oh, we glanced yeah. over it. Yeah, but it's okay. It, it's probably the least. Like, there's not as much going on in that scene compared to literally everything else. Uh, but it was beautifully shot, so I just wanted to mention it because yes. it wasn't really. He took a couple funny. people out on that horse. He did. Yeah. Horse yeah. chasing, but but yeah, Osaka. Um, I I will say, uh, we didn't even mention this. Uh, we saw the movie in 4D, 4DX. Oh, we did. Uh, and that <laughs> was that. That oh, oh my god was interesting i mean the rest of the film was interesting but this really set the standard because you know you're john wick's chasing you in the seat and you the bullets are whizzing by these people and you air feel shoots like, by your ear it literally oh, shoots by your ear yeah. just by your that's, ear that's kind of too real i don't know <laughs> <laughs> not everyone can sit in that seat i know that i was um, i watched in regular was it 2d whatever it is with me and some <laughs> older gentlemen who were having a boys afternoon out who had a blast by the way Sep Ooh. separate parties or you're with them no separate parties okay no, <laughs> no, no. they're like my dad's age <laughs> okay okay uh, uh, but osaka I, osaka uh, listen i just i recommend you try 40x for some of these action movies it's an experience know. john wick uh, was an experience for sure that <laughs> sure was that may have heightened my my rating for it and, and to be honest well you, you felt a lot um so in this osaka scene um i bow and arrows uh i think that's new to john wick franchise i don't think we've seen that uh i i dig the choreo 
uh, for that. Um, I think uh, Akira, the character Akira, uh, does a lot with the bow and arrow as far as marksmanship, and then you know also just kind of oh the choreography too, man. Yeah, yeah, whipping it with the Solid. just the bow by itself, but um, even the agility. I mean, she was running in circles around old buddy. Right, right. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, very cool moment. Um, I, I like. I I like. Uh, it's hard to get around some of these armor. This armor uh, definitely. Mm. It's not. It's not easy anymore. I will say I, what I appreciated about this scene is that because it's so big, they were able to have like like small subsection scenes. So you have like it starts. And it's all chaotic inside. It's also on the rooftop. We have that going on. And then it takes it back inside. And you have them going down with like these escalator situations. And so it's up and down. Uh, there's like a kitchen scene. Um, so I, I like that there were kind of little pieces of this action that we got to see kind of throughout. And one of the ones that stand out to me. So one, I we should mention that like Rena is so the actress that plays uh, akira is a singer oh she is so, wow. yeah oh. she, she's a singer that's what she's actually really no known for so that's why it was kind of exciting to see how much work she put in her cats in the way who's maybe she's excited about john before but uh she is a singer and so i think it, it was really cool to see her kind of get all into the action set pieces and I really liked there was a scene that she was fighting a guy that was much much bigger than her uh and like the blade usage and like they're going up these stairs I know which one she, you're talking as about. they're going up the stairs she is stabbing him on the back and like I was just like okay yeah uh-huh <laughs> because it reminded me it was it uh film three of the, the the sequence in the library with the with the really tall big guy oh yes yes Hold on. Yeah, so it reminded me a lot of that of just like what you need to do to try to get the best of someone who who's just has more body weight, height, wingspan, whatever than you. And I thought that was really, really clever. And it's just like brutal. Um Very. So that certainly stands out to me. I, there's a ton of them. I think the kitchen sequence was was really cool with Johnny Young's character to oh. Grandmaster Hoop's point of like how can we be creative, you know, about the fact that he can't see. But like, also, there's a reason why he was sent after John Wick. <laughs> so he, he has to have something going on here. And I thought that was really clever, too, using the, was it like the... The doorbell. Uh, the doorbell there we sensors. Go. Yeah, motion sensor doorbells. Uh, this scene was giving me Jurassic Park uh, kitchen scene with the raptors. Uh, oh, no, no, no one's a Jurassic Park fan. I mean, okay. yeah, I like Jurassic Park. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's been a minute, okay. you know, 1990. Seven, three, but who's counting? Oh, um, can I say 30, two things though? Years. Sure, first, uh, Donnie Yen, whose character was Kane, who's the name? Kane, yeah. Kane, yeah. Kane. Um, well, first, I always enjoy how different everybody's fight styles are. Yeah, these action mm -hmm. sequences, all the characters have their own fighting style. Of course, they pull from different things, but it's literally unique. Like every sequence of a person fighting, that character's style is unique. Um, Kane's, Kane's fighting style is very serious, but you can also, I, I, I like the fact that he doesn't really want to do this. He's kind of mm. forced to do this and you see it in how he fights as well. Sometimes he also, cause he's blind a little bit, sometimes he bumps into stuff or he slides down and he's like, ah, and then he gets alert and goes back in and starts fighting again. 
Um, so very tied to where they're at as a as a character in the movie too. Um, Akira's fighting style very um, agile, but also very aggressive too. She's upset. She's upset. She's upset. Her family's being affected. Oh, you throwing John the Wick emotions here. in here? Yeah. Yeah. So you just it's notice not, it yeah. in their fighting styles too. So I, I really enjoy that about um, about this movie, particularly. I think they do it a good job throughout all the movies, but we get a big cast of fighters in this movie that you can really see it happen no absolutely uh i think watching kane because you know donnie Yen's not actually blind people listening at home very much when he was whipping the sword it looked like he was trying to extend his arm as if you know they always say yeah. the sword is an extension of your arm but very much he's blind so it's like he thinks someone's there he has to really reach out and make that kill or that could be it for his character oh, and i real. like that you could you could see that in his fighting style so that was really fun to see in that kitchen sequence for starters yeah no i definitely agree um i got that because we know donnie yen's not really blind <laughs> but it's cool to see that because it had a sense of like awkwardness to it but because of that it felt more realistic um like I did not get the same vibes as like watching Charlie Cox fight as Daredevil like I did with Donnie Yen fighting ah. as Kane. I feel like there's two completely different styles. Um and I, I honestly I may prefer Donnie Yen's style. It, it just feels more realistic to me in watching it. So No, I I agree with that. I mean, Daredevil could technically see because of his powers. All uh, right, right. Donnie Yen's just a man. Uh, we get classic John Wick action with the gunplay. The gunplay has always been great in these films. Uh, top-notch stuff. Um, we get nunchucks. Nunchucks were cool. Nunchucks yeah, were cool. new. Right. Yeah, that was different. Uh, Keanu Reeves, man. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like he's like, what do you want to learn? What do you want to do in this film? How about nunchucks? Do you know how to do <laughs> nunchucks? No. <laughs> Well, okay. let's, let's let's take a master class. Uh, we're good. we shoot tomorrow. <laughs> well, you're going all day. Okay. Um, <laughs> you think he acts the, like his character? He just gives one word of responses. I don't know. I feel Keanu Reeves is an enigma. I don't know. Ninety percent of his stunts, he did his own. Yeah, that's I true. believe if he didn't know it, he learned it. Yeah, he likes the, uh, he's mentioned before, he likes to fight choreography. The stunts, he, he doesn't like stunt work. Uh, I believe right. that he talked about, like, a specific, I haven't watched all the interviews for, for this film. I know for the third one, he was like, I don't want to be falling off shit. He, but he's not in the stair scene. Yeah, he's not doing Tom Cruise, like, I'm going to jump off this this airplane. God, this stairs. But he will do the, you know, the fight choreography, the gun fu, all of that is, is definitely up his alley. And gun fu. Yeah. Gun like fu. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> all that. We get um, Donnie Yen versus uh, Keanu uh, right off rip, uh, their mm -hmm. first little bout. Uh, that was fun. Uh, John, you dead yet? <laughs> No, I'm just no. They're all quiet. <laughs> also, too, he's over here tiptoeing, not trying to step on glass, you know, because he might be blind, but he's going to try to take advantage of the fact that his friend is blind. I mean, he's trying to kill him. Right. So, uh, no, I, I think this was cool. Uh, just kind of the, I, I they, they like breaking glass in the John Wick films. Uh, 
uh, I don't know. This this was just a cool scene. They're pretty evenly matched. Uh, that's what I took from this. And uh, again, they're friends. There's a story here. I think this is the first time we really see John go up against anybody who he has a deep past. I think at number two, he was friends with Common at some point. Um, Common's not as cool as Donnie Yen. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Common. Uh, <laughs> uh, that ends. I, I don't even remember how it ends, but it ends. Um, the end. Well, the father. Yeah. So the, the yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Donnie Yen's character also Kane kills him during uh, their own little fight, which is cool to see. The, which I thought this was real cool. Way they to have their life. they have their own history too. Yeah. So they were all, all friends. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't know how this world works, and I like it's, that about John Wick. You know they're friends. You don't know why they were friends. You don't know how. Maybe we'll get a John Wick prequel with a younger cast and they're the three best friends that go around killing everybody i don't know uh but yes uh hiroyuki and his sword play was good too uh that was fun uh but uh kane's kane's really good apparently uh also he had been shot spared his daughter too spared his daughter uh Mm. good parallel because kane is doing this for his daughter uh and then interestingly enough again a lot of secular nature this will come back up later uh you know this kind of idea of friendship and you know uh brotherhood brotherhood and cycle of hatred cycle of hatred um what do we do now john he's like if john turns to his oh oh, i'm sorry mr nobody's here mr nobody did you feel Uh, like mr nobody was kind of like uh, Jason Statham in Furious uh, Seven. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Oh, in a good no. way. I, I like Mister Nobody, but <laughs> boom, Mister Nobody, boom, Mister Nobody. <laughs> he just comes. Well, Mister Nobody. Nobody. He's he's an interesting wild card. I think that's what he is in this a film. Wild he's... card. Yes. Um, you see him protecting John. Protecting. This man is like that bounty ain't high enough. You know. Uh, and it's like, how wants- much more does he need? <laughs> like, what? What's the purpose in getting a high bounty? Because what, what? What did it start off with? Twelve million at first, right? At, at, at the start of this movie, John's bounty. Uh, tw- uh, it was close. Yeah. It was closer to twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Mister Nobody's number was about once it hit about twenty-five million. I think he was like, "All right, I'm in game." Okay. Okay. I just remember it starting like really low and it's like, man, you really, really wanted to be higher than that for, for what purpose? I guess that's maybe they're, they're leaving open-ended for, and we know nothing about him. Like we said. don't know nothing. anything, even no. still now we, we don't know too much. We don't, we don't, we know he's got a dog who the dog also gets its fair share of action. Uh, so that dog looks shots. familiar, right? <laughs> that dog does look familiar. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on the dog. Cause I got yeah, I, that dog was in a uh, bad boys too. <laughs> I, right there, that dog and that looks like Sam from I Am Legend, which I think Sam is still kicking right now. Uh, <laughs> either way, I digress. Um, you can't just kill everybody, John Wick says Winston. 
Uh, they just replaced them. You kill the marquee. He's going to re be replaced. They're going to send someone else after you. I'm going to kill them all. No. No. You need your freedom. You need to be free from the high table. Winston, the man with the plan. You got to enact the old ways. You got to challenge the marquee to a duel. John Wick cannot. Uh, he can't. He can't challenge the marquee because he's not part of a family if we remember correctly he punched his ticket the term used with angelica houston uh the leader of the belarus family and uh the ballerinas the ballerinas Ballerina. i think that was the third movie that happened uh or no might be the second movie might, might be, be the second movie. yeah I think, yeah, I think it's the second movie. Uh, when you punch your ticket, and again, I wrote all these rules down really trying to understand them. Uh, when you punch your ticket, that is it for you and your family. Uh, kind of, you know, you're cut, you cut ties. They did one last favor. That's it. John needs back in if he's going to challenge uh, the marquee. Uh, again, I, and I, I am a big fan of these rules as we've been talking about, kind of just rolling out piece by piece. It's a lot of show and not tell. Uh, and I'm cool with that. Uh, I think it works in its favor. And the following execution, I think, suffices for why they're not telling us everything. Uh, he goes to Tonks uh, from Harry Potter franchise. Uh Again, uh, John killing Katya. the elder. I say again. Her name is Katya in the movie. Kat Sorry, I could have sworn she said Tonks. Um, Terrible. No, no. The, the family is the Ruskaroma that he's going to in Berlin. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. There yeah. you go. To try to regain, you know, a status within a family in order to be sponsored to to fight against the Marquis. There it is. There it so is. He's off to Berlin. And why does he and what's the what's the deal? How does he get back in? He's got to kill a member of the German faction of the high table. Uh, killer. Killer. With the golden grill. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> and do you know who this is? That's oh, OK. I had to look it up, but go ahead. Who is this? So Scott Atkins is a really well-known like stunt performer. Uh, I would suggest looking him up. There is like a particular fight sequence that I don't know what film it's in. I've genuinely only seen a clip, but it's this it's this really, really incredible kick that he does that like I can't even explain it. So just like look up Scott Atkins kick. I don't know. But it's really cool. So he's a, he's just a really well known uh, British stunt performer. But in this case he is in a fat suit. Uh Okay, because we were over here thinking, damn. Still kicking, too. He, he can still kick. Got moved. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. He, yes. So, and I will save kind of my, my my criticisms for who they hire and who they don't in terms of uh, the usage of certain uh, prosthetics. But I will say, you can look up commentary on the whale if you're, you're wanting to see more about that. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is going. Wow. Oh, so, I'm I'm yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go down that pathway because a lot more people have said uh, more uh, 
graceful and really thoughtful uh, takes around that. What I will say is Scott Atkins is a really, really great like action performer. So I thought it was cool that they included him because the, the fight sequences were, were pretty cool. Yeah. Let me ask, do you know Scott Atkins's infamous role? Uh, that infamous as in really, really, really bad. Uh, he is Deadpool. And at the end of X-Men Origins Wolverine, where he has no mouth. Uh, oh, that's not. Oh, really? Um, that is not, not Ryan. Ryan. That is not Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Wow. That is. Yep. That is Scott Adkins. Interesting. Wow. Uh, so unfortunate. A very, very, very <laughs> unfortunate. But it's cool. He's here. He's kicking in a fat suit. We thought it was a really big guy really kicking. We were clapping it up for them kicks. Uh, club scene, very reminiscent to the first film. Yeah, with yep. all the water and the the rain, right? There's a lot of rain mm -hmm. in the first one. A lot yeah. of dancing. A lot of dancing. Yeah. That was a fun set piece, huh? People in the club dancing and they're running and fighting. <laughs> killing, shooting. Uh, I just assume all of them are high. They can't tell. Oh, yeah. Eventually they caught on, but they're they're just dancing. It's okay. Uh John Wick falls two stories. Uh I really like the card scene. Uh did you card draw. you yeah. screamed when it happened. I screamed. I didn't scream. The card scene oh 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 the wait. The card the card yeah. when they're playing. Oh okay, okay. Not when he went and like Oh oh well, him. yes, I screamed at that because I don't like paper cuts. <laughs> And that was nasty. A big paper cut. Ugh, drove blood. That looked like it hurt. I mean, he screamed. Um, yeah. No, I like the card scene because very much I think this film felt like John Wick was sharing the most screen time uh, than he's ever had before. Uh, I feel there's three stories we were following. John, Kane, and Mr. Nobody. Uh, and I kind of like that. It's different. Uh, and again, it very much because they don't show, not tell. You have to find reasons to be invested in each of these other characters outside of John. Uh, and I think I was invested for the most part. I think Mr. Varying degrees of, of investment, uh, but enough investment to this scene. I was like, oh, this is cool. They all have something they want or something to lose and or something to kill for very much the themes of the movie that carry over i are you are do y'all do y'all prefer a more centralized john wick story or do you like when this happens i think moving forward we're going to see more kind of characters get more screen time like this i think i like this more i mean i i, I like the way the other john wick films did it but i think the reason why we get such a long runtime is because of characters like this where we have like kind of shifting focuses where one moment we're kind of focusing on Donnie Yen for a little bit. Other times it's Mr. Nobody. But I I really like that though because then it's expanding the world. Like, I mean, even right now, we still don't know who Mr. Nobody is. And I feel like as uh, the executives that start to listen to feedback for this movie, get a feel for how people um, feel about Mr. Nobody, we may even get greenlit for like a, a, a spinoff movie and maybe a series potentially. Uh, so yeah, I actually would prefer if they keep doing, you know, going this route, if, if they make a John Wick five or a six, 
Um, we just kind keep having like you know follow the stories of like multiple characters rather than just the one set. So that would be kind of nice. Adds a layer of tension, yeah, to it. So I, I mean, I enjoyed that layer of tension. I don't know if I can say whether I enjoyed it better than than just focusing on John, but. I still was entertained. There was a level of tension of, okay, what's going to go on? And now they're all at the table and it's like, wow, they're all at the table. Like what's going to happen now? Cause everybody kind of, it's like they want to kill John, but it has to be like on their specific terms. And at the same time, even though we don't know Mr. Nobody, like, you know, Donnie doesn't really want to kill John, but he's got to. We know Mr. Nobody. We don't know what Mr. Nobody's doing here. He's trying to raise the ransom each time. So I don't know. Everybody wants to do it their own way. John's trying to do his own thing. And, we're, and they're all at the table. And we at the audience are seeing all of these people at the table. And we're like, how are they going to handle this? Because you would think, all right, whoever just popped John first. But <laughs> everybody has their specific plan for John. Very. Just a varying degree of success here whether or not you invest in them but yeah the world is expanding the world of john wick is forever expanding with new characters that arrive uh john kills killer he is able to challenge the marquee to a duel uh very nice shot here in paris i hope that was a real background uh during that moment uh with uh with the, i think it was the sunrise and they're flipping those cards over uh pretty oh, right. tense moment yeah uh there's some nice shots in this movie i think oh, artistically some wonderful shots right i think this like, could it be the most artistic of the john wick films uh a lot of ooh, a lot of sun shots as dr rico mentioned in the beginning lawrence of arabia shot with the sun here in paris with this sunrise we'll get another sunrise later um could there very symbolic Oh, mm -hmm. Japan, the, 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 the sun never sets on the empire of Japan. The land of the rising sun. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Maybe there's another layer. Another layer. Uh, we'll, we'll do our research and report back later. Um, the Harbinger, we uh, haven't talked about him. Uh, Clancy Brown. Y'all like Clancy Brown? Mr. Krabs, that's Mr. Krabs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I did expect him to break out in laughter at some point. Chocolate, <laughs> me money. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. I mean, I mean he, he was cool. I liked him. He, yeah, I mean, he, he, cool he wasn't presence. in the previous movies, right? He was No, he was not. Okay. No. Okay. Um, yeah, no, his presence was felt. I felt like he was like this all-knowing uh wise figure in in, you know, the the whole continental mythos and it's like he like you knew he knew all the rules and all the uh little secrets that their society has but you're not going to get all of them in this movie um because he doesn't he's not even the one that tells you about the whole dueling thing it's it's winston winston's right. the one that brings it up oh. to john and and then you know they they bring it up to uh you know, Marquise and Marquise is like, oh, those are just the ancient ways. No one follows anymore. And it's it's uh, it's the Harbinger. There. He's the one that's saying, no, those were real. Those were real. Uh, we still follow them. And then and then there we go. We go from there. I liked him. I liked him. He was really cool. 
I, I want to say real quick with Winston, I love that shot, which they do a couple times where it's like these big shots and we're waiting forever for the character to get to the next character. <laughs> so it's Winston walking and it's all these different sizes of art painting. Oh, you just that hit was a good He walked probably for like a minute or two on screen until he got to, uh, which we'll call it, inserting the papers about the about the duel. And I, for some reason, I love, I, I love that. It was no. really good. Really nice shot, and also now that you mentioned Winston, Ian McShane, I think he does such a phenomenal job in these films for, you know, just the voice of reason, the finagler, the I, the man with an ang with an angle. I uh, I nearly forgot he, he almost killed John in the last movie. <laughs> he he tried to for the, he's that charming like to. he's just he, he just he has that voice of of like you said reason where it's like okay I I understand why you sent him flying out, out the window like I, I get it I get it let's let's be friends again let's be friends again because I, I I remember seeing him as like a voice of comfort in the past like three movies Winston uh, Jonathan. <laughs> yes I, I liked it and then, and then he then he then he killed him or tried to kill him and at the end i'm like oh man now is john gonna seek revenge i don't want him to kill winston and... i didn't want him to kill winston either right and right. i think also too lawrence fishburne is such a fun presence in these films as well yeah. as the bowery king how the heck did he get over <laughs> see Someone, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about expanding. <laughs> it's just a nice, it's, yeah. It's fun though. Yeah, I think it's nice that uh, he gets to be almost like the the humorous part and, and offer a little something different because everything is pretty serious <laughs> about what's going on throughout the, the series. So it's nice that well, we got him, uh, got introduced to him, and then that he's continued to be a part of the series in that way. Somebody please hit this man a gun. <laughs> oh, Mr. Krabs is missing his finger too. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Loyalty, oh. loyalty. Mm -hmm. uh, oh goodness, we didn't mention the stabbing of Mr. Nobody's hand. Oh which, my gosh. Uh, oh I man, very unsettling. Uh caught me off guard for sure. Uh I'm like, yeah, what is this rated? I thought it was PG-13. No, no, R. Just full R. Not a chance. Yeah, never. Always never, been, never, never. Yeah. Always been R. <laughs> I, it, that scene reminded me. It, it just reminded me of how grotesque. Um, oh, that was painful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, was, no, what no. were the stipulations? It's like, uh, show me if you're a man of conviction by, what, what was it? Uh, a yeah, man a, of conviction. A, a weak <laughs> but, man will pull the knife out up. But a man with conviction, I guess, will pull their hand out. No, why he did that? Fuck that! that. I'm too. pulling that <laughs> knife. How did he use? That? He he punched with that hand later in the movie. I'm like, he no, did. there's he no did. way. There's no way you're using that hand still, ever, I don't know. ever. I, I I was like, never in my life. I'm like, twenty million. That's great. Sure, twenty million. Uh, you got it, boss. Uh, what am I doing negotiating with this crazy man? Uh, either way, the duel. Uh, are you about to say something? No, I was just gonna uh, say the duel was settled. Right. The I'm anxious to get to. Yes, what yes, I yes. think is the best part. Oh, easily. <laughs> the easily. duel will be at Sacré Cœur, um, uh, at church. Uh, I think it's okay. a church. Uh, yeah, it's a church. 
um sunrise uh the next morning it will be dueling pistols the marquee backs out last minute that punk came to fight in his stead uh or kane's daughter will be eliminated the marquee is going to play one last dirty trick uh john wick's uh contract now is up to like like four something it's like right significantly higher to where all the bedridden assassins of paris are now up out of bed and they're coming and this i thought was really good too the I feel like in the American side, when we see it, it's always like uh, these operators just be like, John, what contract? Uh, 17 million. Hey, all you lovely folks. We have a <laughs> wicked man in our city. Yeah, really cool. Paint the town red. <laughs> the man in black is still kicking. Let's try this number on. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, here we are. The. Let's just call this the Paris nighttime sequence. Um, it had the best parts. Do we start at the arc? Does it start at the arc? I guess to add additional context, the reason why all these assassins are being sent is John Wick has to make it to the church by sunrise. There you go. Which is at like, what, six something in the morning? 6.03, precisely. <laughs> wow. So, so the intent is... If he sends all these assassins and John is killed before he gets there, then he doesn't have to, you know, deal with the dual situation. And so that's why we have basically these three separate set pieces. So there's the arc, then the house, and then the stairs. <laughs> right. Let's and, do this. And the fear also is, uh, you know, because even though he put up Donnie Yen as his replacement, he would still die if, if yeah. Donnie Yen loses. So. Uh-huh. Marquis got a lot at stake right here. So yes, send send all the assassins up up John Wick's bounty right now. Right. And they knew too, like Winston and the Bowery King knew this was gonna happen. Right. Uh John got a suit, another new suit. Uh the of uh, the arc. The arc. I love the arc. I love the arc. I love the arc. The arc the, was really good. The arc was really good. Uh, <laughs> you throw in car play into anything, it gets <laughs> ten times better. But it's like, so I I feel, I think, I I mean, I've never been to the ARC. I don't know if any of y'all have. Uh, The ARC is a a giant roundabout where I think historically there, there's not a lot of accidents there. Uh, It's, it's crazy how they don't have all these accidents. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, they're like, let's cause some accidents. Um. and it was just cool. It was fun kicking people in the cars. So. Yeah, that was that was wild. Uh, the bullet play where the cars are passing. God forbid. I hope nobody got hit. A regular car driver. Um, it was great. Um, it was. I think it was really what I really appreciate about uh, the John Wick movies is things are really creative. Yes. And so I had no Very. idea. Like the house. We'll talk about kind of how it was filmed. I think that was really creative. Uh, but like, you know, we've seen fights in houses to varying degrees before. I think this, we've seen car accidents and like the usage of cars as weapons. But I, there's something that just about the roundabout and then so cars are going to continue to keep coming. It's not <laughs> like it stops, you know, we're not on a highway. So it's like you said, the cyclical feels like something that is a theme throughout 
Ooh, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. It Gonna keep connects. coming. It's so how can we creatively use like different vehicles and then the, the gunplay and the hand to hand. It was just really, really fun. A lot of fun. Actually, I forgot. It, it, he even started in a car too. Uh, but I, I think I like if you're going to go international and go to these, you know, a city like Paris please use the architecture you know they yes. went to berlin but berlin was all done in a club uh we seen john wick in the club uh i like using these historical sites as yeah just the background to these fights yeah uh, i also like how they went with the locale that people don't typically use as the as the set piece for their like if, if they're in paris they always go to um uh the eiffel oh, tower the eiffel tower yeah and it's like you see it every movie you know they're, they're like climbing the tower because there's, there's a bomb at the top or whatever uh but i like this i don't see the arc a lot in these um locales for these type of movies so it was nice seeing that because it's it's creative these cars zipping around you gotta dodge them like he starts off driving in them then he gets out of the car and now it's like all about dodging cars that are <laughs> zipping by and it was cool like i i i know so, like weren't, weren't weren't some of those cg cars uh, I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't, couldn't right. I couldn't tell. And that, I like that, that I couldn't tell the, what it was. Because I felt like these people were actually getting hit by these cars. It was good. It was good. I like uh, Do you still buy the dog? Didn't the dog get hit by a car at one point? The that's dog. where it kind of pulled me out a little. Because that's the scene where the dog gets, like, obliterated on the windshield. Uh, right? Is, is that the scene that you're talking about? Dog gets hit on the windshield. And then after that, the dog, it's jumping from car to car. No, before which was that. also cool right? before that yeah huh? before that the, the, the car was jumping cool. was cool the car jumping of the dog was cool um when he got hit i mean the entire theater thought the dog just died literally. never wanted to see that dog die uh no did right. not no but surprisingly it, it it survived um i don't know how i don't know we watched uh we watched witcher call his henchman um fall down stories of uh steps <laughs> on his face Still, oh, and yeah, still the, live. The Marquis right hand live. man, Marquis yeah, right hand man. He took some brutal, what should have been deaths, and, and yes, he, he would not die. He got stabbed through his arm. Kept living. Oh yeah, uh, just kept living. Uh, yeah, arc great. I, I, just this whole ending Paris bit yeah. was really fun talk about non-stuff so we do come upon the house uh and again artistically speaking cinematography talking oh man how much fun was this house phenomenal oh, it was fantastic it's so good yeah that that, yeah. that that isometric bird's eye view of of john just going through the buildings and you see like little mixtures of like mr nobody on one side and john's on the other uh it was really good it was it really is good. so well yeah. It's just art, man. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything executed in that view that good with fighting and choreography. It, it felt like a video game. It felt a like a video bit, game in yeah. those moments. Like there are games that are exactly like that, like Hotline Miami. There's like you. You, you don't want to know what view. video game I was thinking. Uh, Arco, let us know. What? Tell me. I was like, this is what happens if you get Pac-Man, like uh, a shotgun. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Terrible. Absolutely not. 
Yeah, I uh, it did remind me a bit of a video game, and I think you know to to raise the stakes at this point, uh, Mister Nobody now he gets forty million if he manages to get John Wick. Oh, you get right. to see footage of this like shotgun that has these bullets that like once they hit somebody, it sets them on fire. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. man, yeah. yeah, that new gun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that new gun. I think something uh, I was having a conversation with my dad to tell him to go and watch John Book for. But then I went on this entire rant about just like direction and how action sequences, particularly in the West, because I don't think we see it as much in, in Eastern movies, because uh, they've already mastered it and they have been for many decades. And we just are now catching up. Um, there's this tendency to have like shaky cam in lots and mm. lots of cuts and really poor editing Ooh, and yeah. CGI when it comes mm. to action here in the West. It's something that I think I really appreciate about John Wick was that like, it will keep the camera there or we're getting creative. The lighting is good. So you actually see the people that are fighting amongst the, each other, like the stunt <laughs> folks that work really hard and throw, are throwing their bodies on the line to, to yeah. make really wonderful, like fantastic set pieces. And you get to see it all happen. And it doesn't feel like you're you're getting like overwhelmed by all these various cuts. You see John Wick and Mr. Nobody and whatever the henchman's name is, like going at it. And it's so cool. It's just really like, this is what <laughs> movies are all about. You want to see the shit happen. Like it's, cinema is a visual medium. And I don't want it to be dark where I can't see it. And I don't want things to be cut so poorly that you don't know who's punching who just because you're hiding the fact that you didn't have your actors, you know, train or didn't give them enough time to train. Like, you know, these people spent months and months putting together like these set pieces and it looks fucking good. That is my rant. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Very well said. Uh, yeah, I'll just... Yeah, you said it right there. Because I, I remember we when we were talking about Black Widow, I feel that's when you mentioned this idea, too, of how we like to see what the action is. When you add all the cuts and edits, it takes away from the fluidity of the shot. And it's not as fun. Uh, John Wick films have seemed to be a master class of taking maybe learning from the East and really trying to perfect it. I think they perfected it with this film. Uh, and it helps that the director was a stuntman and a stunt coordinator. Right. And he knows kind of like what this needs to look like to make it look good. Yes. And Do you want to know a fun fact about the director in this movie? Go you ahead. Not, you want to know how far back his history goes? Give us, give us, give, come on, give us what is it? Go ahead. What, he what is the was, name? He was, well, I mean, his name, his name is, uh, here, here, uh, Chad. Da, da, da. Chad, Chad, ooh, Giga Chad. I knew Chad. you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Stahelski? Stahelski. Stahelski. Stahelski, um, yeah. He was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the original Matrix. Wow. Back in 99. Yeah. And then he was the martial arts stunt coordinator in, in the sequels of the Matrix, um, Reloaded and Revolution. So That is pretty awesome. That I, I thought that was really cool. This was magic waiting to happen. It was 20 plus years in the making. Uh, this guy and Keanu Reeves just coming back for this. So I thought that was kind of cool. Was I mean, cool. looking at his credits, yeah, he's got some nice credits to his name. 
Yeah, he's, he's a heavy stunt goes. guy. He's he's heavy yeah. in the stunt, and it's crazy because it's like, wow, look at someone that's in the industry of stunt work, and you give him the chance to direct a movie that's just focused on action, and he clearly knows what he's doing. You get a movie like John Wick. I think that's crazy. That's uh, I mean, the guy knows stunt work. He knows choreography. So he knows how to like just band all that together into a, like a very cohesive story like John Wick. And he's done it four times. Four Hasn't times. missed. Hasn't missed. Hasn't missed at all. So uh, we get one little bout with uh, Mr. Nobody and John. Uh, the dog is about to be killed. John saves the dog because he knows what it's like in the cycle right now. No more dog killing, please. Uh Mr. Nobody has a little bit of a change of heart. He uh, saved my dog. He's not British. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I guess not. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> that, okay. Arguably, uh, I think this is a toss-up as far as which action set piece has been the best one. This one might be the best one. Maybe. I don't know how y'all feel. Uh, the stairs. Uh great the stairs were really good because he's the right best there. part of the he, stairs like, is I, falling down the stairs oh i think it's the stakes too with the stairs because it's not really just like oh beat all the bad guys around this this set piece um he's trying to get to the damn uh location for the duel and you check the time and what it's like it's like uh 550 or he had like he had like yeah like 10 minutes yeah. to get up the stairs and that sequence i think went for the actual time the i actual think it run was, time yeah i think it was real time uh and yeah it was just it was so much fun it was a lot of fun uh you like the falling you're I'm not gonna say I locked yes. it, but I'm just saying in the theater. Come on, in the theater, we were all like, "What?" I, I caught everyone what? by surprise. He's starting uh, back at zero. The length of time it took for him to get to the top <laughs> of the stairs, and someone's knocking him down back to square one. Oh, how much anxiety that gives you? He what? fell twice. He fell twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the right. Second time he was gone. Always yeah, he was out. <laughs> I remember you. You went over to me. You're like. Is that Keanu Reeves falling? <laughs> I did. I did. I wanted to know if he did that bit. Because I was like, that's, I think that's real. I'm pretty sure. If, even if that's not Keanu Reeves falling. I think it is someone's falling. That is an yeah. impressive yeah. fall. Because have you all seen, there was a clip on social media. And it was of the, at Osaka, where the stunt guy is falling down the the escalator. Oh, I did. I think I saw that circulating. Yeah, it may have been on Twitter, but he did that shit for real. And they like, they called cut, and they checked him like, "Hey, man, you're okay." And he does get up. You know, he's fine. But I, I imagine sore. But wow, he did it for real. Like they're falling down these steps. I imagine there's like some kind of method or something to to appropriately do it. Yeah, turn your back at the right. They're not just winging it and just (laughs) ragging hauling like your organs. Good luck (laughs) as I fall down. Sure, I think to Grandmaster's hoop. Grandmaster's hoop? Grandmaster's hoop, yeah. (laughs) To your point earlier about using the like real set pieces or or what could actually be found in a setting, the steps is one of those because I Mm -hmm. believe I've never been to Paris, but based on a podcast I listened to, uh, 
you actually do have to go up a number of steps to get to that particular church. So mm. using that was like a really smart kind of way to include more of like the actual setting. So I thought that was really cool too. I mean, when it, if, I mean, I, no, I am going to go to Paris. I'm not going to reenact falling, but I'm going to do something with those steps. Uh, don't know what. Uh, should be fun. <laughs> I, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You can if slide y'all like down to go. the ramp, kind of like how uh, Donnie Yen does in this Sure. Season. Well, Donnie, did he, he slid, huh? Right? At one point, right? yeah. At did. one point, okay. Um, Donnie Yen shows up. Kane shows up. Again, cool kind of they are friends at the end of the day. Uh he's like, What time is it, John? About two minutes till. Come on, we gotta get up that hill, buddy. Uh this was a really you know, three instances climbing the stairs, each one kind of significantly different. The final one being they're both now climbing the stairs, working together. I think that was a lot of fun. Uh, watch your your six, your nine. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. And then um, they get to the top, and what? Uh, is it Mister Nobody who saves the day? Yeah. Well, Kills, uh, uh, it's it's that guy. I I keep forgetting his name. The right hand man of the uh, Cheaty is his name. Cheaty. The character's name is Cheaty, played by Marcos Aurora. Uh, right. Chilean martial artist. Uh, dog, dog gets his revenge. It's revenge. The dog gets his revenge. Dog gets his revenge. Nuts. He went for the nuts a lot. He said he specifically said nuts. This time oh. he said it, but the other times he, the dog like instinctively went for the nuts. Uh, yeah, the dog learned that somewhere. He learned that somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna say it right now since this is the last bit with the dog. Get it off your chest. I think they did the dogs better in number three. You think there's any ties to Halle Berry's character? No. Mr. Nobody? No ties? Halle Berry's character said she had a daughter. Uh, clearly, you know, I don't think he's a, her daughter. Um, but I don't know. It, for me, it was a thing that kept coming back into my head every time I saw the dog. I very much like the coordination that they did with the two dogs in the third film. And I felt this one felt like a step down uh, with the dog. Uh, that's just my, that's my rant. No, they definitely, they definitely had, it's definitely a tougher task for a two dog choreography and what they did in three, which was phenomenal as well. than having one dog choreography. So they did scale it back in that terms. Um, but I think it was still inter- I think it was still entertaining. I wasn't thinking too much about, about three and yeah. their inclusion of of dogs there because their stories are different. And I feel like Mr. Nobody having a dog plays parallels to well, we know this plays parallels to John and how he began. Correct. His right. connection to a dog. And it played so it, it played a beat. It wasn't heavy over the top like we see every other piece goes, but Right. You no, know, it's it's still it's still good. I mean, the dog's jumping over cars. So it's still good. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. You're right. Three's choreography with two dogs is what. Like I still think about that scene. I've said that to you before we watched the movie. I'm like, gosh, I was just thinking about the dogs being utilized mm-hmm. in the second, in the third movie. So. 
just had to throw it out there. Hey, get uh, off your chest. That's okay. We forgive you, you. Yeah, I don't need forgiveness. You have I, it. I need I need vengeance. Um, yeah. Here we go. Vengeance is right around the corner. The duel. Uh we make it. Uh anybody else get Hamilton vibes? The oh, Tendul Commandments. Oh gosh. You knew it. You, come on. I could not have been the, the Dr. Rico. Pistols? Come on. Hamilton's not the only one to do it. I know Hamilton's not the only one to do it, but like in recent years, you know. Would you prefer them to sing it? Would you prefer them to sing their faces? I, God, we need to hop on this. Make a TikTok with that sequence and John Wick and play the thing. Number one. (laughs) You just put it out there. You got to do it. He would need to know the lyrics in order to to do it. Correct. How'd you know? Traditionally, you're not great at the lyrics. Who who told you that? Catwoman V? No, I was was literally with you in Nashville as you were not knowing the lyrics. Oh, this is personal experience. (laughs) An attack. (laughs) So Catwoman did not need to notify me. Justified. He says the same thing with myself and lyrics, but it seems... (laughs) It's a collective <laughs> idea. That's fine. Uh, either way, uh, gripping moment, tense moment between two friends. Cool. Uh, did y'all buy into this scene, the final duel? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, funny yeah. enough, I thought it was gearing up to be a, another action-heavy sequence after the, after everything that we got leading up to that, like after the arc, after the house, after the stairs. I thought it was going to be some crazy, like, dual pistol-wielding, uh, choreographed uh, fight sequence. No, it, it was none of that. It was just, like, straight up, like, you know, very old-fashioned dueling. What was it, like, 30, 40 paces away from each other? Yeah, and then they get closer every They get closer, time. right. Yeah. Those, those pistols are not accurate. They're not accurate at all. No. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I liked... I like that this sequence was a lot calmer compared to what we got previously because you could just focus on the moment. Kind of like these friends that clearly do not want to kill each other. Um, So you could mix a lot of this like because, you know, John could just easily shoot uh, um, a cane (laughs) in in the head. Like once he's at like 10 paces or whatever, I'm like, John, John, come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous now. I'm sorry. I I forgot Kane was blind in this whole thing. No, Kane's made sense. Kane's made sense. Uh, He was trying his best. But John, John didn't want to hurt his friend. And, you know, keeps going for like those, those like, you know, side body shots and stuff like that. Um, So it was cool. I I actually like this, this, this sequence, this duel, duel of the fates. Oh, duel of the fates. I like how you said this was calmer in comparison to the rest of the film. Uh, yeah very much uh this this i guess this scene had a lot of emotion to it um man oh man was anybody faked out uh, by the end what so you know um john misses his last shot uh i i knew he didn't fire it that the the final one where where he's yes. on the ground, yeah. I, I knew Correct. he didn't fire it. Did any anybody else? Anybody else? I mean, 
I knew he didn't fire that, but I was so hooked in and I didn't even like think that. about yes. what yeah. he could have done with that until right. he did. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, right. he did not fire. I get that. I'm I'm with Rose on that one. Like I did it didn't click for me, like the oh, he's gonna do this when the marquise gets close. No, I just thought, <laughs> oh, he didn't fire the shot. And I'm, I'm but that's how sucked into the moment I was. I, I, I knew what was at stake, I guess, in that moment. And then when the Marquise does his thing where he's like, uh, no, I will get the coup de gras. Uh hand me your pistol. <laughs> Mr. Kane. And, and and he does his thing, right? He he gets on the 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 floor, he's about to shoot John and 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 what happens? What what does what does Winston say? You arrogant asshole. What? He's like he never fired his last shot. Nani <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets shot and they're like oh wow he still had the bullet in there and then bam it's it's a headshot right it's a headshot it's yeah, a headshot. yeah john, it's a finishing, yeah. john was missing on purpose with mr I will say, the uh the gentlemen who were in the theater on their gentleman day out whatever it was <laughs> they yelled when that happens <laughs> he, he pulled out headshot they were like ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of wanted them in our uh, theater. That's funny. It was really good. It was really, really funny. Oh my god! Uh, so they were having a blast. They had a really good time. That's funny. That is hilarious. I think. I mean, I. I don't. I think I might have wooted uh, during that because again, I didn't see it coming. I did yeah. not. I'm. I felt like an idiot too. I, I'm with the marquee. I probably would have got shot too. Are you the marquee? <laughs> I'm, I'm the... not the marquee, but in that moment, I would have been like, oh, damn it. He didn't shot. Boom. Dead. Um, very much. Um, John wins his freedom. Now, you have to keep in mind this, all of this was so John could be free to think about his wife. That was the only reason why John wanted to continue living. And so he could keep the memories of his wife. But what is keeping the memory of your wife for three extra minutes? What did y'all think of the conclusion of John Wick? Is this the conclusion of John Wick? No. Beloved husband. Loving husband. Loving Loving husband. husband. That was nice on the tombstone. That was nice. Is this they the referenced, end? They referenced that too. Right. They say, what do you want to be known as? Loving husband. Loving Damn, was husband. that foreshadow? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he asked, it. he told him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on my tombstone. Loving his husband. Last line, yeah, his last line being, take me home. Can you take oh, me home? Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, Nobody. I really feel like this could be the like if they wanted to, if they really wanted to, um, our, our, our artistic integrity. This was the moment to do it, um, but you know, this is Hollywood. Uh, money talks. <laughs> this movie made a lot of money, um, and again, they you know they 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 hype it up as yes, this is the end, but at the same time, you get. Um, like little things at the very end where I, I think it's uh someone's asking Winston, uh, do, do you think he's in heaven uh with his wife or is he in hell? And and Winston says something along the lines of like, uh, who knows? And 
I don't know. It's, it's just the way he responded. It felt like, what do you know, Winston? What does that mean? Like, does that mean like he's not in either of those because he's still alive? What could that mean? I feel like it's loose do, a little bit. I do think, yeah. It felt, it's actually really smart. It is, yeah. What they did was if Keanu, who I think is like 58, 59. So if he's like the body mm. is, is not willing. But he's a vampire though. So he's a vampire. Apparently he's a vampire. So we're good. If the decision is, you know, not to, to not wanting to return for whatever reason, then it's a close story. You know, we assume that he's dead or wherever we want to assume we see the tombstone, but it could be concluded. If they happen to want to make a number five that is focused on another story with John Wick, I think because to, to Rose's point, we didn't see a body. Oh, body. There is no no guarantee that that is actually what happened. So I think it's really smart to offer this as like a way to close the loop or to leave the you know the door cracked a little bit if we're wanting to just ever so turn. slightly, <laughs> well, just a wee bit, just enough, right? Just enough. I'm I'm okay. I I mean I have read that Chad and Keanu are indeed going to take a break. Uh, deserved. However long, He's tired. very deserved. However long that break is, I don't know. Uh, but I find this is uh, thematically speaking a, a fitting end for John Wick. It's poetic. You know, you thought his freedom would grant him a lifetime of peace of just kind of or the to the end of his days. But he died. Uh, and I found that in he, but he was happy in that moment, you know, watching the sunset, thinking of his wife. I would I'm okay with that for his end if it is truly his end uh I I liked it, it I think it was a beautiful wrap-up because again secular the theme of you know secular nature uh this would be the end of I guess Baba Yaga ever having to fuck shit up more or less is this the uh, end of the universe it is not oh, the end of no. the universe let's talk about this post credit scene, uh, which I bet I saw this coming for sure. Uh, right. Did y'all see this coming? Yeah, it was yeah. it was never addressed yeah. in the movie, so I was like, okay, they they have to touch on this. They have to. Well, you know, there's there's a couple of things that are still loose in the John Wick franchise. Uh, for example, Common is alive; his character is alive. Uh, it was said if he pulled the knife out his aorta would bleed out uh i'm assuming he's still alive um don't know if that'll ever come back into play but this one was more on the nose probably not yeah <laughs> you don't think so <laughs> i don't think so oh maybe no. though maybe maybe um i feel like this one was more in your face yeah like, it, it's well definitely because it involved apparent. more characters yeah um and right. again it was like the screen time was given to this story Kane is ready to go see his daughter again um, in Paris and walking up flowers with... too. Like he's ready to yeah. meet her. And I think that's important because he was never previously, uh, previously allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, Cause he had the Marquise when, when he met Kane for the first time saying like, you were close, you were very close. Like as if, you know, watch yourself because that you're, you're like not allowed to be in contact with her for whatever reason, whatever the stipulation was when he left the continental so i i like that 
I like that there was some history behind there. But now he, he's won his freedom just like John. He's like, all right, I got some flowers. Gonna see my daughter. I probably hasn't seen her like physically in like years, decade, maybe. Uh this is this is exciting for Kane. This is exciting. But excitement comes at a price. Uh on his walk up to his daughter. Here we see Akira alive and well. Did she pull out a, she pulls out a box cutter or a knife? I don't know. A box cutter type of thing, yeah. Things might not go well. Uh revenge. Are we gonna get a Kane and Akira film? Would uh interesting characters. I, I feel like if they were gonna show Kane die, they would have. Sure. But they didn't. Uh again, leaving that door ever so slightly open for potential expansion of like the character or bringing them back for a spin-off. I mean Outside of that end credit scene, I mean, we have other things coming up for the John Wick franchise that are confirmed, like, in production. I think we have one coming out later this year. No, two. no, next year, next year. Uh, Which one? Ballerina. Ballerina comes out next year. Oh, I I, I meant the Continental one. The, Does the Continental come out this year? It's supposedly, it's this year. Oh, late really? 2023, wow. I think it's yeah. late this year on Peacock. Jeez yep. Louise. Peacock. Prequel with Winston, so that'll be fun. Ian McShane or a younger Winston? Did not specify. Uh, could be Ian McShane. I mean, I, I would hope so because I like he's he's great to have on screen. But it could be a younger, a much younger Winston. But we don't know. Uh, but it is a prequel, and it is this. And I, I'm surprised because we learned about it this year, and it's coming this year. But the ballerina, we've known about it for like since what John Wick three or two. We've known about it for a good minute. And it's it's coming up likely next year in 2024, I think. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's coming. Yeah. And uh, Keanu will be making an appearance in the ballerina. Okay. That has been confirmed because I think it, it happens sometime in, yeah, <laughs> before four. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, well, um, yeah, Keanu and Lance, too, uh, actually shot for the ballerina so right. he will have another posthumous role uh as sharon uh angelica houston coming back as well as the director and then the great ana de armas is uh the ballerina so to answer your question it will be a young winston oh, okay. uh, an actor named colin woodell Ooh, don't know him but that sounds cool still. Yeah, like I, I can get behind that. Yeah, the cast, uh, Mel Gibson is attached. <laughs> Let's see, Peter. Wait Green. a minute. Yeah. Wait a second. Uh, Katie McGrath. <laughs> not right here. Uh, and Katie McGrath, you'll, uh, she's pretty well done. She was part of a uh, Supergirl, uh, Merlin. Oh. Oh wow, oh, ballerina's a film i thought it was gonna be a series for some reason no ballerinas yeah it's a film wow. okay i'm excited oh it takes place between john wick three and four Ooh. i thought it was gonna be like a full-on prequel like before the events i blame cool. mel gibson on grandmaster who what because Why? you yes. revived his career because you love daddy Holmes 
I've so never much seen Will any Will of the Ferrell, daddy's homes movie. You're a liar, Will Ferrell, Mark no, Wahlberg, fell and off Mel from Gibson. No, this is your fault. You've watched, you've watched Daddy's Home. I didn't finish I, it. I didn't I, finish it. Okay, see, you're the problem. You saw you, the Patriots. Like to blame me for things like this what? Not, uh, what else? You blame me for something recently? I can't remember. A fast ten. Fast 10. There <laughs> uh, that one, I can take partial responsibility. Uh, that's fine. Uh, wow. So, dang, the John the John Wick universe is growing. Uh, yes. Two confirmed projects within, uh, you know, the next two years. Um, we'll be waiting on a John Wick 5. Uh, let's finish up this with where's John 4, John Wick 4 rank uh i think mm. it's the best uh but that comes with an asterisk because um i've seen the previous john wicks once <laughs> with my dad and uh i don't remember most of them but i remember loving them i remember loving each and every one but this one i feel like is gonna stick with me for a while john wick four i don't know maybe it's the length of the movie too uh the fact that it's the fourth entry and it's still coming out fresh and trying new things and having those new things work and not fumbling the bag with them mm. uh and this being you know if this is the conclusion for john wick uh the character this was a pretty touching conclusion i feel like you can't really end it any other way um you know for me outside of not remembering too much from the previous films i think I think this one's the best. I probably have to go back, rewatch the old ones, and maybe come back and assess again. But right now, yeah, John Wick Four is, is my is my favorite right now. Uh, four, two, one, three. Four, three, three is your last. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. And mind you, I have given all but this one. The other three, I've given four stars. This one, I guess, you know, I'll go ahead and say I gave this four and a half stars. Okay. So, like, I like all of them. Okay, okay. I'm like, <laughs> what is my my favorite? It's similar to, I, I don't think we actually gave our rankings for the, the Creed. I can't recall if we did or not. But, like, I like all three Creeds. Uh, it's just, you know, which one do I like the most? Um, so, yeah, it's four, two, one, three. Okay. All lovingly said. All lovingly. They're all <laughs> I, great films. I, I'm i not mad at it at all because they're all great films. I don't even know where to rank them all right now because they build on... It's tough because the it builds on like obviously budget and set pieces and stuff. So you get a more grandiose by the time you hit four. Um, I like three. I like three's... Um, choreography with the double dogs like I think about all the time even though it is a little bit longer not than the fourth one but um I really like three I don't know I have to watch four again I might like three just a hint more than four because three is the perfect blend for me of like campy funniness because some of those characters are really funny John Wick I'm a fan <laughs> I would I'd love to die that's three right when he fights the guy who uh Chops up the puffer fish and he's like, I would love to die by your hand. <laughs> that's, yes. so, uh, that's so <laughs> random. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the dog scene, I like, but a uh, four was phenomenal. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm copping out and I can't give you a full ranking. 
I can't. I can't. Um, You're being honest. You were supposed to do your homework. I was, but next time, next time on a random podcast, I will come back with with John with ratings. You wait for the Continental. Don't hop on no random one. You wait till we talk about the Continental. Fair enough. Go you were ahead. talking about Shrek earlier, though. No, Dr. Jace was not me. <laughs> me, go ahead. Give your hot take on how you would rank the John Wick films. Let me just first of all say, I think oh, each, it's not a good sign. I think each of them. I think each of them. Uh, Hypocrite. No, no, <laughs> no! Stop! I just want to say this is how I break the cream movies. Seven, eight, nine. I. Uh, <laughs> I think each of them does something great in their own right oh, God, that sets them apart from each other. Just like Creed, right? For example, yeah. no. What oh. I mean is, like, I think four has the best finale, but I think overall, I think I'm with Rose. I think three is my favorite. Um, I think three offers up the most variety, um, as far as types of action we get to see. Uh. I'm really, you know, uh, I really do like the dog scene. However, I'm very fond of the horse scene where he's got the horse kicking people in the faces. Uh, I was like, that's creative. Uh, I also like the scene where he's throwing the 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 the, the throwing yeah, knives. Yeah, um, that was fun too. Uh, but um, I love the Paris sequence in number four. Um, I love it. And there was a lot of world expansion in number four. And maybe I also too am are impartial to the uh I kinda like the condensity of three two one where it's just kind of John moving forward. There's a lot of moving pieces in number four, which I like and I enjoyed. But uh if it's just John, I guess we get more kind of uh centralized focus on different types of fighting in action however again i think number four was probably the most artistic i love the cinematography i love so many of the shots uh and as we talked about and but um i I mean i've watched these all pretty back to back within the last two weeks or so um maybe i need to watch them again um but i think i'm going three four two one Oh, you're putting the uh, the base movie at the bottom, huh? Wow. The ante is up every time. That is true. The ante yep. does increase every time. Yep. But yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm still a fan, though. Still a fan. Right. As we all are. Yes. John Wick fans. Um, I think that concludes uh, kind of our John Wick chapter four. Any any final thoughts? Any parting words? For before we close this off, before we're excommunicado, um, I'm kind of conflicted. If I want a John Wick five, uh, <laughs> part of me is like, yes, more, give me more John Wick, never stop making them. Uh, but the the story had a very satisfying end here. Uh, so it's like one of those things where like, do you want to be left with a good taste in your mouth with the character and with the, I guess the, the series focusing on John Wick as a person, 
Or do you want them to keep going until they eventually fumble the bag? Uh, at that point, you're like, oh, John Wick 1 through 7 were great. John Wick 8, oh, I don't know oh, what they were. They could cancel it here. But then, then he got in a space suit and started fighting on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> they keep, it's, it's kind of like Fast. It's kind of like Fast and Furious. They keep upping the ante every time. If these movies keep going, eventually he's going to space. Eventually he is. We the Martians are here for you, Mr. Wick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <man. laughs> oh man. But that's that's kind of where I am. It's like I want more, but at the same time, I I want it to end on a good note as well. So fair point. Fair point. Anybody else? I I look forward to uh, Mission Impossible Seven as our next kind of big action focused uh, film. That I mean, there's other action films that are going to come out this year, but in terms of like you know you're going to be served something that's like a big spectacle. Uh, look forward to Mission Impossible. I think John Wick and, and Mission Impossible has really been serving us. So, for the continued conversation. Ethan versus John Wick. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. I think John Wick wins that fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should. But you Throw that know. out there. You never know. It's got the power of Scientology. We can run through it. <laughs> exactly. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? Uh, okay, then. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Okay, we're closing this off thank you for listening to us here at the yonko table thank you again for listening on all your uh what is it called podcast listening stations uh you know spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you go thank you for following us on all social media accounts facebook twitter instagram things popping off on uh tiktok check out dr chase on twitch uh and the youtube channel uh i got big things over there too um and of course if you ever like to converse with us a little more please go ahead and follow the link to join uh the discord where we can continue this discourse um but that's it from us here at the yonko table i'm your yonko host grandmaster hoop fellow yonko dr jason Turney, and supernovas dr rika and rose the crafter i think we're going to sign off by saying uh you never know my mind no stop that <laughs> stop that you're gonna say a john wick quote any character go ahead go now i need a gun yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody please get this man a Gun. <laughs> <laughs>